welcome to Nerddom with Taylor and Andrew. I'm Andrew. <laughs> I'm Taylor. Taylor, uh, so we we agreed after the last record to do an episode about uh, some some fave conspiracy theories. Yeah. And uh, you you I mean. There are some interesting ones that you have brought to my attention already that I just can't wait to get into. But so before we uh, get into some of our favorite ones, what, is this too heavy of a question? What draws you into conspiracy theories? <laughs> that's, yeah, I know, right? Like, that's so, either like right a, now it's a little dark. Yeah, right. Like with like the uh, the QAnon thing airing on HBO, it's a little mm-hmm. bit of like a. Um, it's a loaded question, but yeah. What? Yeah. Um, what happened to you? Well, yeah. Yeah. What, what, who set you on this path? Um, I don't, I honestly don't know because I don't think I've ever been asked that. I think it's just so fascinating to think about some of the like alternate things that could be going on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you never trust the system. Um, I think they're just kind of like fun, fun and interesting to think about, especially when there are ones that kind of like you're you're kind of sitting there like, man, I don't know, that could be real. <laughs> um, I wouldn't really say I actually so I don't know how you would I guess truly believe in any. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I'm also kind of the person who's kind of like I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I, some of them are real because there are some that have been proven, right? Like as like to be real. Yeah, I. Um, so I'm not I, necessarily one to quickly dismiss. Though QAnon, I fully recognize as um, something that's not real. Yeah. So nobody, you don't need to worry about me. I think like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The people who are like, is is this like they're already like pre-writing their emails of like before they even hear what you have to say, they're just like concerned um i'm worried about you (laughs) yeah dear recipient um yeah i think with conspiracy theories i i'm open-minded to a lot of them and like and i Mm -hmm. i fully recognize again like you that there are so many who have that have been proven to be correct and then there's a million more that have been proven to be just be crackpot weirdo you know like just like the the kind of things that when I was thinking about like what are some wild theories that I have believed in my life, majority of them came when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. thought like you know and I'll, I'll get into one of them later, um, just an unfounded feeling that I had, but like to me that's kind of what a lot of conspiracy theories end up being, which is like some of them are fa- like, obviously there are some that are founded in reality. And then there are some that just like a person makes up on a whim and it discredits so many other people who have done like, who have like truly done like research or, you know, found like a thread of this thing and, and like uncover something. Meanwhile, yeah. there's somebody who's just like, Oh, you know, uh, uh I, I'm going to make up a story about how like Hillary Clinton kidnaps children in the basement of a pizza restaurant. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, what? What? like and you know yeah. it gives it gives this like you know the 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 spoof thing of like a tinfoil hat person in a basement you know like that's that's the conspiracy theorist now versus like somebody who just has done like it, done research and found out something to be maybe true maybe just like a thread of it's true maybe they overindulge something but like overall like they're onto something right right yeah i think oh i think the thing about the ones that I truly gravitate towards, I think, are just ones that seem so fantastic. And this is true of just everything in my life. I love, like, learning things that just seem so insane. And sometimes they're, like, random conspiracy theories, like one we will talk about today. Um, and then sometimes they're true. And the, I just, whenever I find out something like that is true, I just, am, I love it. So I go gaga over it. Mm-hmm. I, like, the fact that... Um, what was it? I think like E.T. or maybe E.T. 2, the video game, mm-hmm. like was 
so poorly received that they buried all of the cartridges in a mm-hmm. desert Nevada or something mm-hmm. like that sounds like a weird crackpot theory but mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent true yeah. and I just like it's like that kind of thing I just I love it so much um so yeah I wouldn't necessarily dismiss things like immediately because I feel like the other thing too is telling people that they're crazy for something is I think a very like without actually looking into it is maybe not the best way to approach that um but I do love learning about them because I think they're they can be fun Mm -hmm. if you also keep your head and your wits about you (laughs) see that's the problem for me is that like I could look into them and I could research them, but I'm so gullible and like, wait, like if like, <laughs> I think, you know, we talked about it maybe a couple episodes ago that you were saying things so authoritatively that I was like, that must be true. And like, I think like <laughs> if, if like I sat down with somebody who was like really convinced of something and they just were like, I mean, they could be saying stuff like, you know, you know, that, uh, the, you know, the color of the wall in here is not actually, you know, blue. It's, it's actually, you know, orange and, you know, like they start presenting these facts to me, like even though I can see it with my eyes that the the walls in here are blue, if they, you know, if they said it convincingly enough, I might be like, am I, am I wrong? Like, is it orange in here? So like, that's why I personally don't look into things like this because like, it's going to just take up my entire brain and I will mm-hmm. not do anything else other than think of, you know, this, you know, uh, the the sort of things that people come up with in their minds that they have now justified to be real and why like i i you know i it bothers me that some people have fallen for some of these you know like really out there conspiracies but i also get it because if i looked into it i probably would see a grain of truth in it as well because i'm very gullible and susceptible so yeah i think i usually gravitate towards things that are like so far out there Mm -hmm. that it is even if i did really truly strongly believe it most of the time these kind of things i'm like i wish that were true like i want this to be true Uh so bad just because of how funny it would be but like if i ever like things like um there's the theory i guess it wouldn't really be called a conspiracy theory but like the theory that humans are actually aliens um and we are not native to this planet, which is another theory that we will get into probably in the future, but not talk about in depth today. Like, but that one I think is very like fun to learn about, even though there are a lot of people who like truly believe it. But like, if you think to me, it's like, if you think we're aliens and I think we're not, that's like the difference to me of like, you believe in God and I don't. Like, I just kind of like, there's no... There's nothing necessarily inherently dark or dangerous, maybe, Mm -hmm. um, uh, more than just like a religion. So I I don't know. I I definitely gravitate more towards things like that. Um, QAnon really makes me angry. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes me sad. But yeah, so I definitely just kind of gravitate more towards things that I'm like, I wish this were true because this would be just the wildest thing. So Taylor, (laughs) um, that was one of the theories that i actually wrote down is one of the ones i want to talk about today oh yeah oh my gosh wait hold on i actually have the book on that one you do yeah oh Um, my god there's a okay do you want to hear my version of this theory yeah yeah go ahead i don't believe that we're all aliens like i do believe that some like majority of human beings majority of us aren't at least are are native (laughs) human beings of earth but i do believe that there are and by believe, I mean, like, if it if it ends up being factual, I won't be surprised. But also, if it ends up not being factual through some discovery, I also won't be, like, shocked either. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm open to the idea that there are people who, like, in Star Trek, for instance, humanoid aliens don't all look like, you know, tentacles coming out of their head. You know, like, you know, like... Uh, a Bajoran is like a human with like ridges on their nose or mm-hmm. Vulcans and Romulans have like pointy ears and things like that. So I, I think, I think <laughs> that, and I've said this before and you can fact check with other people. I, I kind of think <laughs> that both Benedict Cumberbatch and Olivia Wilde oh, yes. 
are part oh, yes. alien. Yes. Like I don't think, and I don't think like full blown like they were they were beamed down to Earth, but I think that in their their heritage they are part alien. Their heritage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like their twenty three um, and me comes I, I back. Found, I'm gonna grab it off my bookshelf. Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah. It's called uh, We Are the Children of the Stars by Otto Binder, and which just sounds like a fake name, but okay. Otto Binder and Max Flint. Um, Otto I haven't Binder, read it yet. Otto Binder does sound like, uh, what was, um, what's Stephen King's Norm, Norm de Plume, like his fake? Oh, yeah. What is it? Oh, man. What is it? It's like Robert. It's like, oh, man. I know what you're talking about, though. Robert, like, it's something Bachman, right? I think so. I think it was like, yeah, Stephen King pen name. Richard Bachman. Richard yeah. Bachman. Um, that does sound like an alias to like a fake, like Michael Crichton's, like his fake pen name. Uh, uh, I don't want my name credited to this. So how about, uh, George writing man? But yeah, um, I do. I do think that at least of those, I mean, they're so beautiful. Olivia Wilde and Benedict Cumberbatch specifically they're- are like gorgeous human beings, but they do not look fully human. Right. Yeah. So uh, I do, again, this is not something where like, I believe this thing, and uh, but like. Well, you wouldn't be shocked. Would not be shocked, right? If like, <laughs> right. if, you know, one day knock on the door, open the door, and it's Sherlock himself, Benedict Cumberbatch, and he's just like in that suave British accent, dear Andrew, I have mm-hmm. something to tell you. I am one eighth Martian. I'm not going to yeah. be like, Benedict Cumberbatch, turn around and <laughs> and leave my porch. You no, do not lie in, to my face. I do not believe you. I would say. You'd be like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I figured. And then just the look of shock and like of like approval, you know, like he's been waiting to say this to his to his loved ones his entire life. He comes and tells me and I'm accepting already. So. That's yeah, how me and beautiful. that's how me and Benedict Cumberbatch become friends, and maybe make a little appearance in a Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> maybe that's in there. In order of appearance, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, only, you know, that's, it's 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 not something that I think about too often, but I do think about it often enough that yeah. I have my lines planned out. <laughs> I I would also like to point yeah. out that the only way my name makes it into the like somewhere in the credits that's at all like important is in order of appearance, like. I'm the person who's like, yeah. whoa, there's Doctor <laughs> Strange. And then, like, he, you know, zip zaps his way in and then, yeah. like, blows past me. And I'm just like, oh, cool. And then, in order of appearance, amazed guy, Andrew Takahashi. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm like really excited for our conversation today because um, I get to simultaneously talk about like the two extremes of the things that I get obsessed with, which are like, we're going to be able to talk about the, the smartest thing that I know anything about mm-hmm. and the absolute dumbest thing that I know anything about. Mm-hmm. And I am really excited about both of them because I'm obsessed with both of them. <laughs> let's Taylor, so. let's get into it. Dive right in. <laughs> let's go head first yeah. into the, the oeuvre of Taylor. Oh yeah. F- Taylor from A to Z. The man, the many extremes of Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you know anything about me, it's you know how extreme I am. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, no, let's start. So I, I think uh, I'll go first, and then you go, and then I'll go mm-hmm. uh, again, and then I don't know how much stuff that you you have. I but... wrote, so I got into my aliens one. That was my third one. So I do I have two more, and they're both. Oh, perfect. They're then both... let's we'll just alternate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. So the first one that I would like to talk about. This is the. <laughs> And this is actually probably the only thing that we will talk about <laughs> on this like journey of ours uh, that I actually have some like ex quote expertise in. <laughs> so we will be talking about um, the simulation hypothesis mm-hmm. and in like common like meme talk, it's called simulation theory. Yeah. 
Um, and the reason why I might have some like actual expertise in this is because I have like a degree in computer science and my like concentrations were artificial intelligence and modeling and simulation. Mm. So I have been obsessed with this thing for a long time. Okay. Um, and I love it so much. So before we start talking about it, I do want to kind of give like a quick caveat about what the simulation hypothesis actually is and what it isn't. It is not that the matrix is real. <laughs> like it's okay. not, yeah, that is not what we're talking about. We're not talking about that aliens are like it hacked our brains and we're living in a simulation like that. It's the hypothesis pretty much states like we, our entire existence is simulated. It's a computer. So it's not like we can get Right. It's a computer simulation. We're not jacked into a um, system. There's not like a physical body right. that you like you are dreaming from that is hooked up to a tube that is, Correct. you know, yeah. That we are just a bunch of ones and zeros and beeps and boops. Yeah, we're literal yeah, a bunch of ones and zeros and somewhere in between. Um so to start off, this kind of hy- hypothesis was posed by a very and to be clear, this is not a conspiracy theory. Right. This is a um, philosophical, mathematical, like scientific hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably pro- best thought of as a thought experiment, thought experiment more than anything. Um, but in 2003, a very, very smart guy, uh, his name is Nick Bostrom. Um, he's like, I don't know if he's a professor at Oxford or he's just a researcher at Oxford, but he is, um, just a very, very intelligent. I have this book by him. It's called super intelligence. And I just really liked it because the, the front of it just has, I highly recommend this book, Bill Gates, <laughs> just, just like on the cover. Like, Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess also in 20 years, enough. in 20 years, get the COVID vaccine, Bill Gates. Yeah. Also. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyways, so this guy, he, in 2003, published a paper in the Philosophical Quarterly uh, called, Are We Living in a Computer Simulation? Um, and essentially, his argument was that he had, like, an initial, like, three-pronged um, argument uh, that only at least one of the following propositions are true. And I'm just going to read them out, and then I'll add on a couple of the other ones that have been added on since. One, the human species is very likely to become extinct before reaching a, quote, post-human stage. Two, any post-human civilization is extremely unlikely to run a significant number of simulations of its evolutionary history. Or three, we are almost certainly living in a computer simulation. Um, And so basically what that means is, like, if we, as a people, as humanity ever reach a point in our technological advancements that we are able to simulate consciousness, Mm -hmm. put an asterisk there, but consciousness, then it is therefore much more likely that we are one of the simulated, like just we are a simulation more than it is likely that we are the base reality. So that way, so the, 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 the conceit is that it's the, I guess, hmm. So we are, we're, it's more likely that we would be simulated to have created a simulation than as human beings to have created, to have actually created our own simulation from scratch. Uh, yeah, I guess that's like another way of saying it, but yes. So yeah. I'm going to be the, it I'm, is. I'm going to be the like dummy who like <laughs> tries to like, <laughs> like in, so in Star Trek, uh, Jordy LaForge is always the one who's like, whenever they say something really complicated, he, fe- it feels like he's the one who comes in. So it's sort of like overinflating a balloon. <laughs> like he, he has to like dummy down the, the talk for like the audience. Who's like, what is a, what's a warp field mean? And then he's like, so what you're saying is like an overflating a balloon. And it's like, so I'll, I'll do, I'll try and do that for what you right. say. I'll dummy it down <laughs> for me too. Yeah, it's just like if we're able to, if we are able to simulate essentially um, a a humanity Mm -hmm. and like they exist and don't know that they're simulated, like, and they just like go through their lives and 
keep progressing in their little simulation um, and they are conscious and mm-hmm. they are like individuals, then it pretty much means like we are a simulation. There's mm-hmm. there, it is just like infinitesimally um, more possible that we are simulated as opposed to us being like basically like the base reality where mm-hmm. everything will get um will cut would come from and so this like paper um made the rounds and people there are a lot of people like talking about it. i think the thing about simulation theory at least lately it got a lot of traction with a lot of people talking about it because um elon musk i think talked about it in some interview or something and basically there was just kind of a um just the internet was like Elon Musk thinks we live in a simulation, which was not what he said, but it, because Elon Musk almost by himself is a meme, like just oh, on his correct. own, like correct. he's like a living meme, mm-hmm. like it just kind of spiraled. But he was talking about um, this this simulation hypothesis. Um, yeah, and so it's it's kind of like I, I really like this I this thought experiment because it's we either live long enough to kill ourselves through mass extinction or to prove it's true. (laughs) So I just think that's kind of fun. What a grim way to look at either. Either we, we, we destroy our very existence through sheer stupidity or the computer turns Mm -hmm. off. Like it's just, yeah, that's cause like, that's the thing. It's like when, um, added on from this um were like things like okay so here are the things that have to be true in order for us to prove that it's true and mm. it's you know we have the computing power to do it we actually do it mm-hmm. <laughs> because one of the things is like if we ever become like a lot of um it it talks about post-human which really i probably just means like if you know anything about the singularity that's pretty much what they're talking about yeah um, post-human existence and they're like at some point we could just be like have the ability to do it and decide not to for like ethical reasons or for like no why would we do that that's stupid which i just think is really funny but um yeah we so because a a big part of the um the trilemma there is that we don't kill ourselves before we reach the level of technology that would accomplish this (laughs) so um, so uh, this is one of those things that like we just will never like uh, according to th- w- the theory we'll never know like this is one of those things that just like it's sort of like because like the 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 two endings are either we kill ourselves into extinction or the computer shuts off and at at either yeah. point <laughs> there's no like okay figured it out like either like it like there's not going to be like the last person to exist being like it was true or, you know, whatever. Like it just, it's, it's sort of like, this is possibly reality, but we'll never really know. Yeah. Kind of. And that's, um, because this, this idea has garnered a lot of, um, investment in the scientific community. Mm -hmm. A lot, there is a faction in a group of people who are just this is dumb and we shouldn't spend time on this because Mm -hmm. the fact that you can't prove it right or wrong means we like it's not worth any scientific discussion right which is valid um but somebody i forget this the scientist's name i can probably find it but somebody ran like a uh did something pretty interesting which is they ran the like uh bayesian statistics like model like they used bayesian reasoning on this Mm -hmm. to to say like to determine like what the percentage likelihood that this would be true and after they did it they <laughs> basically were like so it's like a 50 50 chance like we really <laughs> wow. it's either yeah it's it's much higher than you would think <laughs> it's like if there's like a 50 50 chance leaning slightly towards we are real <laughs> which is those so odds funny. are not good like i'm gonna say like I wish my existence had better odds than that. I mean, I guess like ultimately if, if it ends up being that we are a simulation, it doesn't change my life. Like, you know what? Like I still, I still exist. Even if I am ones and zeros and not like true flesh and blood, I am flesh and blood to me in this existence. So like, 
it's not like once I, you know, once the truth comes out and I find out that I'm part of a simulation, I don't like once I, if I cut, I still bleed. Like, you know, it's not like code falls out of my arm or something like. Right. Yeah. So I. And, like, and that's that's also kind of the argument of why any post-human like society would not do it mm-hmm. because the suffering experienced by a simulation is still real to them. Right. And so that's like the ethical argument of like, we might decide just not to do it because it's not ethical and it would be horrible because there is a lot of suffering. And mm-hmm. can you, okay, can you imagine just like they turn the computer off and we like die or whatever, but like we have, I don't know. You're just kind of like, why did you do that? Why did you make everybody so unhappy all the time? <laughs> I, I like, guess that's so messed up. <laughs> I guess like, You'd like, uh, you know, the, the, the obvious analog would be the Sims. So like, yes, you don't like generally you don't play the Sims thinking, why did you delete the ladder when I was in the pool? <laughs> right. Right. You're not like, you're not actively, I mean, I guess some people might, but like, you don't actively do. play the Sims to make people miserable. I know some people do, but, um, mm. most people don't. I'd we say. don't talk about those. Yeah. People, we don't though. talk about those people. Um, so like you're. In the same way that if if we're a a Sims type simulation and there's somebody on the other side of the screen playing their their Sims game, I don't like generally <laughs> I don't think that they are trying to make our lives worse or miserable. But, you know, it just like it sort of happens in that game, right? Like you might be like paying attention to Jim and Bev and then down the street Clark and Gary like their kitchen catches on fire or something like when you're not actively paying attention to that person's right. stuff just kind of happens so like I mean it's also kind of the argument of like why does God let stuff happen why does God let bad stuff right. happen to people you know that right sort of the, thing. there's definitely something to be said about the parallels of this like thought like believing in this and also believing in God because believing in this also means there's some greater being than ourselves Mm -hmm. there's some post-human being that has created everything Mm -hmm. so it's very very similar yeah um yeah i just think it's fun like if if it doesn't cause you to spiral um endlessly into a ball of anxiety it's pretty Mm -hmm. interesting to read about uh there are a lot of really smart people who are uh thinking about it actively um I read somewhere there is a paper that they, who is this? Um, a group uh, published in the International Journal of Quantum Foundations on testing the simulation theory where they came up with like five experiments to run. Um, it's just it's just really interesting. I just find it fascinating. I think it's so fun. I, I love it because it's like, it's not a conspiracy theory necessarily. It's mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, we'll, we'll either... Uh, die or live long enough to become the creator yeah (laughs) or just blink out of existence when the computer gets too hot and and needs to shut down for you know whatever amount of time yeah it it is fun to think about because it's it's fun to think much in the same way that i think a lot of like popular sci-fi stretches the imagination and therefore creates new things out of it uh right like it didn't star trek kind of like come up with the like autos opening door like the sliding like mm-hmm. doors like yeah. these weren't invented at the time and like it's a very similar way of that there's like a lot of um effort being put into this theory in order to like test the bounds of our reality in a way that is just really neato bedito like it's just <laughs> the same bedito. like it's just like in the same like vein that like quantum mechanics is like studied Mm -hmm. like we can use this as a way to like think through um like quantum computing which is also really interesting because um we definitely cannot simulate consciousness with our discrete computing that we currently use we would definitely need quantum computing but it's fun to think about yeah in yeah. the like 20 years when quantum computing becomes something that we our phones will do or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just hey, you'll have a quantum computer in your pocket. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like your phone, the computing power in your phone used to take up like an entire floor of a building. Yeah. 
like 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just fun. Just kind of fun stuff. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, if you ever hear people talk about simulation theory or joking about it, um, there's definitely an episode in Rick and Morty where they, that's like the whole kind of, I guess like the, the joke of it is, oh, we are living in a simulation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the, um, so. the first time I heard about it was, uh, funnily enough, on a Comedy Bang Bang episode with, uh, mm. I think it was Jason Manzoukas. It must have been not that far off from when Elon Musk <laughs> brought it up because like it just became this like, yeah. Jason Manzuka just like the singularity man. Like he was like making fun of the whole thing. And I was like, what is he talking about? And then I looked it up. I was like, ah, okay. So you'll learn, like you'll learn something from everything, right? Even comedy shows. Yeah. It's fun to talk about. I think (laughs) it's, I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, Do you want me to get into one of mine? Yes, please do. Um, I love the conspiracy theory that Melania Trump has body doubles. I think that is so, it's so funny. And like, so this, you know, this is another one of those things that just doesn't matter. It's so stupid, but (laughs) it's so funny. And I believe it too. Like, like it's just, it's so funny because like when you see Melania prime, let's call her. Um, and like, she just wants nothing to do with, with, donald and like he'll like try and hold her hand she's like meh get away from me get away from me right right, and then all of a sudden there's like a melania with like thicker hair and like more pronounced eyebrows and she's like you know grabbing his arm and you're just like there's something weird going on here and it's like like that's not the same woman but because like, I love this. but because Melania again, Mel- <laughs> I'm gonna just call her Melania Prime because Melania Prime is always wearing like dark sunglasses, and she's not like you know like body wise like it's not like she's like seven feet tall and you know like she's not like a like you know she's a beautiful woman she's a model but like she wears these like big coats and, and the sunglasses so it's very easy to mimic her like mimic her look so like. They did because like she, you know, she didn't like, didn't want to go to, you know, whatever Mar-a-Lago or whatever stupid place that, that Trump was going to that day. So they, I think I'm not saying that she's cloned or anything, but she might be, she might be, <laughs> she may be That's so funny, but maybe she has a twin. I think there are multiple. Like, in, so I, here's what I think. I think in, in the way that like, you know, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, the like really shitty, like Barack Obama and Bill Clinton, like, yeah. so like, uh, you know, like lookalikes, oh, like, you know, they, they do yeah. impressions and they're supposed to kind of look like them, but they just don't look oh. anything. Like you would have to be like a true fool to be like, was that, was that Barack Obama? Like it, I think there are. <laughs> In in every city, I feel like there's probably like a Melania lookalike who makes who like you know, pay me a hundred bucks and I'll come to your party and pretend to be Melania. I think that person. I think that person. It's like exists. a network of them. Yeah, and so like, you know, Trump pays them like you know two hundred dollars. It's a premium because it's the president. No, 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 it. no. Let me let me tag on to this okay, one. Okay. okay, ready? You're being tagged. Trump January. doesn't know. <laughs> He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. He just like, he just doesn't, he doesn't even look at her. So how would he know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's not paying attention to anything except his own reflection. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> he doesn't know. Yeah, he, oh. they're just they are just going and making appearances. Like she's not oh. even on the plane. Uh-huh. Like they put her on afterwards. He doesn't. He just thinks she was in the bathroom the whole time. Oh doesn't my even notice. God, that's so funny. <laughs> and he's just like in his mind. He's just like, well, Melania is touching my hand a little bit more than usual today. Like it's just like <laughs> he just like doesn't barely phases him. Just doesn't even. Oh my God! Like he's not even involved in the in the like no not even a little bit oh my god wow cool i love that 
was full such, addendum. That was a that <laughs> I now I don't just like think it's true. I like desperately want it to be true just for that and that that is the that is the nugget where you're like oh i i wish this was true this is so funny if this is true (laughs) oh that was so funny um (laughs) okay uh taylor tell me about your birds theory please actually why don't you go why don't you give your second one as well okay because this one's another long one okay so so the other i mean this is okay so when i said that earlier when i said that like it feels like a lot of conspiracy theories or things of that nature are thought of in the way that like children think of like mm-hmm. things this is one that i believed for years okay. and the root of it was um I would read comic books as a kid and on the back they would always have like ads for movies. Mm-hmm. So the two movies that scared the living shit out of me just from their the back of the comic book ad were Buffy the Vampire Slayer because mm-hmm. I had never even imagined the vampires were a thing. I didn't know anything until like Buffy the Vampire Slayer came out the movie and Fire in the Sky which is about alien abductions. And the, the, I don't remember what the ad for, um, Buffy is, but the ad for fire in the sky is just a guy being abducted. Like he's in the woods and he's like being lifted up by this light. And I was just like, Oh my fucking God, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So I made up a theory (laughs) when I was a child. Oh, this is, this is a homegrown. This is a homegrown original. This is a, this is an ATOG theory. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Um, if I'm asleep, I cannot mm-hmm. be harmed was what I believed for years, <laughs> for years. I was just like a, a vampire could break into the house. Right. And it would be, they would, you know, of course come to feed. Right. But I'm asleep <laughs> and they cannot. <laughs> it is not a conspiracy <laughs> But that's what I mean. Like, that's the sort of like, there's a, it's a baseless claim that I believed for years. Okay. I, I had a similar thing when I was little, but my one like addendum was like, I could not be harmed if the whole blanket was on me. That's very similar to what I Yeah, yeah. like that like like you know you can't leave leave a foot out cuz that's that's right. what get you, right. right? You have to it all has to be under. It's a very similar a very similar thing. So I I wonder if like <laughs> if, if I'm asleep I cannot be harmed. Yeah. The the <laughs> vampire gets into the house, they're invited in, right? And then right, they course, they come naturally. to the bedroom and then they're like, "Okay, time to feast." And then shoot, he's he's asleep already. No. I guess we'll try again tomorrow night. We can't come out during the day because we're vampires. But, you know. So as a, as a child, was there ever anything where you were like, I have to, I have to sleep. I have to go to bed right now. Like, was there any like thing that happened where you were like stressed out because you had to fall asleep on time? If I, if I told you it was like every night for like a couple of years, (laughs) would you just think like that's the nuttiest thing? (laughs) Cause it was kind of, that's like truly like maybe when did those movies come out? Like when I was like nine or 10 or something. So like nine or 10 to like age 12, I was probably like, get to bed, get to bed. It's eight o'clock. Get to bed. You're so, I'm so stressed out about bed. I bet your parents like loved that. Yeah. Wow. They like He's never really had to good yell about... at you. To, yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. What if that continued until I was like, in high school and my friends are like come on like, like let's go out and i'm like no 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 no, no, no. yeah you gotta get in N- bed nice try <laughs> i'm going to bed i will not be taken by any vampires tonight try as you might you will not allow me to be taken by creatures of the night nice try but it will not happen oh my god <laughs> it also it also it, it also like that that included like home invasions. So like if like burglars broke like in just normal ass people, yeah, right? it wasn't just like rules for vampires or aliens. It was like, if like somebody broke into the house to like murder us, this has like the same energy of like, if I can't see you, you can't see me. <laughs> like I mean, say, same energy. <laughs> I, 
don't think that's wrong either. Yeah, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Taylor. Oh, no. Oh, no. Where'd she go? I can't see you. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. That was good. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to, su- I thought, to surprise you. I thought, that I yeah, it really took a turn because I thought I knew where it was going and it, it mm. did not go there. Mm. I thought you were going to talk about uh, the conspiracy theory that, because Buffy, I have not seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, but a lot of it, it's it's supposed to be like a found footage thing, right? No. No? Am I thinking of something different? What is, isn't there like some kind of, oh, Blair Witch Project. That's what oh, I'm thinking yeah, of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like a theory that the Blair Witch Project is real. Or some there's like some group of people who think it's real. Um, I mean, I... I would I've bo- never seen the Blair Witch Project either. So I think I, that I, having the actors from the movie show up at the MTV Movie Awards like six months later to accept their award for the movie um, may be a man, giveaway. But, but listen, if you were if you were part of a cover up, wouldn't you be there to accept the award for the movie too? <laughs> but they died in the movie. <laughs> body doubles. We were just talking oh, about no. body doubles. Oh no, they were they were wearing dark it's sunglasses. Melania. That's right. Just two Melania body doubles accepting the award. Like, was she in the Blair Witch Project? Oh, I guess so. I guess so. (laughs) I didn't remember that, but I was really scared during that movie. So, (laughs) must have happened. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen Blair Witch Project. Can you tell? (laughs) (laughs) No, your your familiarity with it by thinking it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer is not a dead giveaway whatsoever. Wow, the Blair Witch Project had seven seasons on the WB, huh. and a spinoff called. Oh Angel. my god! Oh, wow. Uh, well, this leads right into the dumbest thing that I'll ever talk about. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> so last week, I, I, when we were talking about the conspiracy theories that we were, were maybe going to want to talk about. I just threw this out and Andrew, your reaction was probably the best thing I had ever seen. So I was like, yeah, I think I could talk about the conspiracy theory that birds aren't real. And you had a literal, like, like physical, (laughs) (laughs) like you're like, whoa, whoa, wait, (laughs) what? I I don't think I've ever like literally double taked in my life, but it was probably the closest thing to like a, huh? huh? Like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, you almost got whiplash being like, wait, what? <laughs> um, yeah, so this this is a uh, conspiracy theory that is called, it's a movement. It's an activism movement. It's, it's a movement. It's aren't real. It's a movement. It is. It's a movement. Um, and this theory alleges that between, <sighs> so this is like a massive, this is one of those conspiracy theories that's like a massive uh, government cover-up type theory. Um, so this, (laughs) this alleges that between 1959 and 2001, the U S government killed off all of the birds and replaced them with surveillance drones. (laughs) Okay. So I just, I want, I want to, do you have questions? Yeah. I want to preface (laughs) that when you, you, uh, broached me with this last week, it was not that you didn't like include any of this. You just said that birds were not real. So like. Yeah. <laughs> that like there's a possibility that birds are like projected like you know from like a like they're like a a, a simulation man uh, they're part of the singularity that like a like a a bird is somehow like a computer generated image that is being like I was like that I don't think that's where she's going with this but when you just said birds are fake and then you were like I'm not saying anymore you're going to find out next week I was just like what what possibly could that mean so that was my first thought and then of Mm -hmm, course mm -hmm. as the week went on i was like well maybe it's that (laughs) maybe it's something else but please elaborate all right a 50-year project happened where they kill off every bird and replace them with surveillance (laughs) drones so may i may i may i ask a, a quick question Sure. Yes. I I would encourage questions throughout everything I will say. (laughs) Okay. So what, what you're saying is like, and it's not that like, um, you would like catch a bird and break it in half and like, it would just like, like spark, 
you know, like, like it would be like a hard metal thing. I would imagine that in their time, the government would have created something to simulate insides of a bird because when you see like a dead bird on the street, it's not like sparking, you know, like, like wires are going everywhere and, you know, like a battery falls out. Right. Like you see blood and guts of a bird. Right. Um, so it is only 5% of birds are actually still real. And <laughs> the reason why, and it's just in the U.S., and it, the reason why there are even 5% of them, and these are the ones that you'll see that are, like, dead, right, are because of bird migration patterns. You can't keep, like, birds from migrating, like, across, like, country borders that's you know why, that's so, why like, trump wanted to build the wall to keep out the, the birds you are joking but i shit you not <laughs> there was a huge like like people that thought that um no. or that was no. like a part of it no that it would like zap birds as no. they migrated no. into the u.s no. and nope. kill them <clears throat> nope 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 <laughs> Okay, ready? <laughs> <laughs> hey, ready? What do you mean? There's, there's more. Ooh, there's a lot of information. Yeah. Ready. I have to go over this because it's the funniest thing I've ever read on the internet. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> My life. There is a subreddit called Our Birds Aren't Real. Um, highly recommend. It is a riot. There is a Twitter account. This is a website. You can buy apparel. Um, they monetized yeah no okay so the cia was founded in 1947 as you're saying this responsibility to watch huh as you're reading this i'm gonna look up the birds aren't real twitter account (laughs) that's great (laughs) okay so the cia was founded in 1947 with the sole responsibility to watch and survey tens of thousands of americans suspected of being communists because this was all during the red scare and everything uh, in 1951, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg were wrongly arrested and convicted of espionage against the United States on behalf of the Soviet Union. At this time, the CIA took the opportunity to implement a new program that would place the first CCTV surveillance cameras in areas with high Russian immigration concentration. In 1953, this guy named Alan Doles became the first civilian director of the CIA and his focus was on expanding the surveillance system. He approached President Eisenhower with a proposal to put cameras in the sky because one camera in the sky could do the work of hundreds on the ground, right? Like in order to track one person, you need hundreds of cameras, but you only need one camera if that camera can fly. Eisenhower approved the initial idea and left us to figure out how to make it possible. Okay. This All one. of this is taken from the Birds Aren't Real website. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now. Which I highly recommend reading through. All, this is all from like the history of it. I highly recommend reading through it. These... I have a couple of word for word quotes that I would like to read. <laughs> God, these shirts are so funny, by the way. <laughs> They're wonderful. <laughs> okay. Doles and his team hated birds with a passion. And were heard on many occasions calling them flying slugs and the scum of the skies as they would often poop on their cars in the parking lot of the CIA headquarters and quite frankly all over the DC metro area. So this is like often thought of as a good driving force um, that led Doles to be like, oh, we can just kill all the birds and then replace them with drones and Americans won't know. (laughs) Okay, so replacing the birds with billions of sophisticated robot lookalikes capable of mimicking real birds in every way became kind of the goal. They wanted to create the greatest surveillance system ever imagined with the capability of tracking somebody on foot in a vehicle or even in their personal home. Um, This was all done between 1959 and 1971. It cost $65 billion and it was taken from public health funds. (laughs) So now, Andrew, you might be wondering, well, how did they do it? <laughs> Gee whiz, Taylor, how'd they do that? <laughs> so Doles commissioned 120 B-52 bombers from Boeing. <laughs> Boeing's involved in this now? <laughs> yeah. 
And because um, because Boeing is so close <clears throat> to Seattle, a very large metropolitan area, mm-hmm. to make sure that the citizens of Seattle didn't notice the construction at Boeing, <laughs> Doles decided that they would be built at Area 51 in secret. So 23 men from within the Boeing engineering department traveled from Seattle area Mm -hmm. to area 51 in the back of an old school bus that they had purchased from a salvage yard in somewhere in Washington. Um, But they didn't get the secrecy memo apparently because there are eyewitness statements that they were seen by some individuals bringing couches and rugs into the bus and we're also heard discussing and I quote really cool playlists for the road trip <laughs> they also painted area 51 or bust on both sides of the bus <laughs> okay so uh, can you can you just remind me this is a lot of information at once what year was this theoretically this that- would be in 1950 uh, or like 1960s roughly was the, term, was the term playlist around in the 60s? <laughs> I <think so. laughs> like the I, I, don't, I don't even think the idea of like creating your own like mixtape was like possible. I like I think Literally, like I think yeah. you just had like so they... <laughs> record players. Whenever they would stop for gas, they would set up a makeshift campsite in the parking lot and sing songs with titles such as I left my honey for Area 51 and let's kill all the birds. <laughs> my God. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Um, while 22 of the men made it to Nevada, one man did not. Neil Ford was the only engineer that lived to tell this story because he was left in a Waffle House bathroom because the other claims he the others claimed he had to pee too many times and was ruining the vibe of the road trip. <laughs> Wait, so the other, are you telling me that the other Boeing scientists died doing this? Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Neil, the engineer left, talked to um, one of the original founders of Birds Aren't Real um shortly before he died in 1994 and he claimed that dolls had searched for engineers who didn't have families so that no one would notice when they disappeared (laughs) also so that nobody may corroborate uh this right (laughs) yeah okay okay so once i got to area 51 they uh b-52s were being constructed but they were specially commissioned instead of having like where in the chassis where they would have bombs uh they instead had a giant water tank the water tanks in the bombers were filled with these. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> the water, this truly brings me so much joy. <laughs> like, I just love this so Okay. The water tanks in the bombers were filled with a specially formulated bird poison that once it was consumed would give the bird a virus that could be passed on to other birds. The poison was sprayed from an altitude of 8,000 feet. It would completely dissolve before it hit the ground. So it only birds would be affected by by it <clears throat> and once a single drop of the poison struck the bird's feathers the virus would take hold through fibers and make its way into the bloodstream um the virus would then affect the bone structure in such a way that told the composition of the birds would take place within 24 hours which is why there weren't just like little bird skeletons everywhere so they would wait they, they would like disintegrate over the course of a day like they just yeah they would just yeah okay <laughs> go on Okay, now this is where things get really crazy. Excuse me? <laughs> so at this time, um, I'm losing a little bit track of the years. So it's like early 1960s. So John F. Kennedy was the president. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the CIA, so Eisenhower had approved this. Then the CIA took it over as a project and then tried to keep it like wrapped in, in the CIA as like mm-hmm. the, their own special project. So Kennedy didn't know this was happening when he was president. Um, and the way he found out was that he tapped the phone of Alvin Cleaver, who is the inter- internal communications director of the CIA. Taylor. Because Kennedy, please, because Kennedy believed please. that Cleaver was stealing his ham sandwich from the White House kitchen and found to catch him speaking about it over the phone. Taylor. 
Instead, here in a highly sensitive conversation that Cleaver was having with Doles. In it, Cleaver said, and I quote, Yeah, Alan, I've stolen John's lunch again. Haha, <laughs> he doesn't even know. I'm going to keep stealing it until he launches a full investigation. Oh my god. <laughs> then I'm going to plant a hidden camera and catch his reaction as I dump all the stolen sandwiches on his desk at one time. I'm going to call the new show You've Been Cleavered. Joel's then responded, ha ha, Alvin, that's going to be so funny. We'll have to play that clip at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. By the way, how's the bird slaughter going? How many birds have we killed so far? <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Kennedy found out, he, like, approached uh, Doles about it. Um, did not like it. So on October 25th, 1963, Kennedy was shown a prototype of the Turkey X-500, uh, which was designed, I believe, to kill larger birds. Okay. Um, Kennedy was impressed, but still demanded that they end the operations. Okay, now this is a direct quote from the from the website. Kennedy was impressed with what he was shown, but continued to demand the immediate shutdown of the operation. And less than a month later, he was dead. Now, I'm not saying that these events are correlated, but I am. JFK was murdered by the CIA because he was against the mass murder of every (laughs) feathered flying creature in the United States. (laughs) As soon as you brought up up JFK, I knew this is where this is going to go. And I was I was prepared. It still is upsetting to, to hear this. After Kennedy was killed, the CIA started rigging elections and they would only allow candidates who are anti-bird and pro-citizen surveillance to win the presidency. Uh-huh. Okay, ready for the next craziest part of this? No. no I don't think I am, but please go ahead. All right, the year is 1964. Uh-huh. So while they were killing all of these birds, they had to replace the real birds with the robot birds like with the drugs right mm-hmm. and because they need to fly they need to be really light so uh-huh. they need to make the robot birds out of um aluminum because aluminum is really like flexible and very light the chief commercial ore of in like that you can make um aluminum out of is called bauxite do you know where the third largest reserve of bauxite ore is on the entire planet please tell me Vietnam. (laughs) So the U.S. used the already brewing conflict in Vietnam to their advantage, and from 1964 to 1975, the U.S. attempted to invade and extract as much of this ore as possible, because without it, there would be no robot birds. Whoops. Um, Oh, they didn't touch on that in, uh, in Forrest Gump. When he went to Vietnam. Oh, um, I don't think I wrote this down, but the other thing, the other claim about this is that that's where the engineers were sent off to. Like after they finished building the B-52s, um, they were taken by the army and put on the front lines in Vietnam. What? <laughs> to like silence so, them? Like, like you, you have no yeah, purpose for us like, anymore? Die. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so now we have, um, we've killed the birds, we have the material to make the birds, but now we actually have to make them. So we have to make like millions of like drones basically, right? Okay, so So the question is- Quick question, quick question, quick question. Okay, go ahead. So in like 63, when they start like flying the B-52s and they're dropping the bird poison that will disintegrate these birds in 24 hours- and then fast forward to 1964, a full year later, where they're like, I guess we got to start making these metal birds. I don't think that um, I don't think that they had started flying at this point. Oh, OK, because um, otherwise it's going to be like, what happened in yeah. that year where people are just like, huh, I guess there's no more birds. And then like no birds. <laughs> Weird. And then like a year later, <laughs> um, they're like, oh, the birds are back. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now we have like we have a way to kill the birds. We have a way the material to make the drones, right? Um, so next we have to actually make them and a place to make them because we can't have like you know just a factory in the middle of nowhere like pumping out birds, right? So they made the robot birds in underground bunkers. There were twenty two underground manufacturing plants existed where they would pump up uh, pump out up to one hundred thousand robots per day. 
Um, one such underground bunker is in the uh, underneath the Denver airport. <laughs> Which, if you uh, are a fan of conspiracy theories, there's just always something going on at the Denver airport. Which, really? So I just, yeah, I just love the Denver airport is like a weird like. There's like stuff about uh, the way that it's like laid out and like some of the like um, statues that are there. The, the next, the next uh, conspiracy theory episode we'll, we'll okay. do. I'll do the Denver okay. airport. <clears throat> maybe by then we're maybe by then we'll both be vaccinated. We can travel to the Denver airport and just record there. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah. Well, honestly, it's like whenever I've been to the Denver airport, it's always the thing that I look for is like the the weird horse with the demon eyes and just it's just so great. I, that's another one that I love, mm. but. Okay, so yeah, so we have these underground bunkers where we're going to make all these birds, but we need people to make them, right? And how do you keep, like, thousands of people who are, like, making robot birds silent? You, that's easy. You just (laughs) make them trip so hard that they think they're, like, making it all up. (laughs) So the government would send people to local nightclubs and bars who would then scope out candidates who look like they could assemble a robot bird and would tell that person that they were having a costume party on acid. Um, Acid was more accepted than bottled water at the time. It was like the 60s and 70s. You know, everybody was tripping. So these people were then given work overalls and a small type of acid, which is actually just a piece of colored paper. The acid trip they expected was actually the bus ride to the entrance of the bunker where they were given a toolbox and a pair of headphones that played Pink Floyd nonstop. This combination of assembling a robot bird inside a five-story government fallout bunker led them to believe that they were on the most insane trip of their life. Can I... Another flaw in this theory is that the U.S. government would ever use a contemporary artist of the time for their needs. Like, if, if, like, like, they, like, the way that the U.S. government works, like, if they did that today, right, like, the, the, the music that they'd use would be, like, uh, like, the Rough Riders anthem by, like, DMX or something. Like, it'd be something that's, like, so, like, right, like, out of date that it's just, like, this is what kids are listening to these days, right? And, you know, <laughs> X gonna give it to you. Uh, and it's just it's like, well, this song is 20 years old. Like, it'd be like Patsy Cline or something at that time where you're just like, th- like, there's no way that they would commission, <laughs> you know, current modern day right. artists. There's nobody in the government who's like, use uh, use Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like, yeah, I think that's pretty popular right now. Um, but yeah, that's the, that is the birds aren't real, uh, government cover up. Um, so yeah, 95% of the birds that are in the continental United States are actually just drones or surveillance drones, surveillance drones. Okay. 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 So here's the addendum to this. (laughs) This is, this is Taylor's addendum. This is a new segment. This is, this is, yeah, this is some insider info because this thing is so funny and so insane. It's not a real conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. I think it, it was the people who run the website and the people who like get interviewed about it, like swear it's real. But this thing really started in like 2017. Mm-hmm. And I think it was actually a reaction to QAnon. Okay, so, so you, I think, you think it's parody. Yes. I also think it's parody. Which Looking at the it's website, has, it's... Yes. Look at the website, read their like history thing, which a lot of what I just said is basically from their history thing, just shortened because there's like four chapters or something. But it's like, it reads very funny. <laughs> it's just really, really funny. Like Kennedy's assassination, the Vietnam conflict, like... And everything that it talks about is just like the wildest I've ever heard. And it's so, so funny. And so it's definitely parody. Um, I mean, there might be people who believe this. Sure. I don't know, but it's just the funniest thing I've ever read. And I think it's like so funny to joke about it because I love it so much. The the t-shirts truly are so funny. I thought about buying one and like, like, comedy writers could not come up with like things as funny as some of these shirts. So like I, right. Yeah. It, it, it reeks of parody to me when I was just looking at the Mm t-shirts. So I don't, I just have a, 
very hard time believing that that is like a true real one yeah well andrew um i asked you what your t-shirt size no (laughs) and the reason why i asked that is because i bought you a birds aren't real t-shirt no you didn't (laughs) i bought you um the one that says it fly if it flies it spies (laughs) god Thank you so much, Taylor. Oh, it's on its way. It'll be here soon. I bought myself one that says "Pigeons are liars." <laughs> okay, I think is that the one that has like the little like like antenna coming up out of it? Yeah, that was the one where it's like I was as soon as I saw that picture, I'm like, okay, this is parody. Also, that it links to you can buy it off of, through Amazon. So, like, if somebody were to be, like, truly afraid of, like, a nanny state, the one thing they would not link their website to is Amazon. Yeah, truly, the, if, if, if you've never been to the Birds Aren't Real website and haven't looked at, it's some of the funniest merch. Like, it's truly so good. Like, they have a photo, a lot of the sayings are, like, like, the birds work for the bourgeoisie Mm -hmm. or the bourgeoisie, and, like, it's just, it's so good. (laughs) And also, so like, good. in sort of, like, an Abbey Road, like, way mm-hmm. of, like, it's four people walking across a way. It's very, yeah. It's very well done. I'm, uh, I applaud them for <laughs> having created truly a funny website in a way that, like, people who get paid to be funny couldn't do. Yeah, it is truly phenomenal. Um, it's very fun to talk about because I also have never really spoken to uh, about it at length like this to anyone so i'm pretty sure everyone i've ever mentioned it to actually thinks that i believe in it you think that birds are fake yeah it's just like you guys do you guys think that birds are fake and then like just immediately them walking away from you and just like as you're like saying i don't actually think that they're like already like 30 feet away from you yeah i'm just kind of like well that's okay if they think i think this this is just the funniest it's it's truly one of the best things that's come out of the internet I, in my opinion, uh-huh. um, like it's just so good. And it, the fact that like, if it kind of feels like those who have taken the time to like, r- like really actually go to the website and read the thing, it's mm-hmm. so, so very obvious that yeah. it's parody. It's, it's it, not real. It's nearly like daily show level. Right. Of, yeah. Like, yeah. It, is, it is a piece of satire that is so well done. Mm-hmm. And it's and in a time where conspiracy theories kind of feel like they're ruining humanity. Yeah, I sh- I just appreciate it on a on a on on a big level, and I love it a lot. And I think it's so so funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, Taylor, what a joy to talk to you about about some of these uh, very valid theories that people have. Um, thank you for sharing. <laughs> Hopefully nobody stopped listening halfway through my explanation and they also think I think that birds aren't real. Um if you if you continue to listen to the end here, um we're sorry and we love you. Sorry, we love you. Bye. Follow us on Instagram <laughs> at nerddumpod. Good plug. Good plug. Thanks. All right, goodbye. Bye everybody. friends. Hey pal, did you get a load of the nerd?